Hello, welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 347, The Private Eye, by Brian K. Vaughn, Marcos Martin, and Mutza Vicente. Yeah. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, sir. How's you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I feel good. That's good. I've got Thai food in my belly. Yeah, that that will go a long way to making mm. anybody feel good. It does. Yeah, yeah. I usually well, always feel good after I eat Thai food. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you've never had bad Thai food? Um, I don't know. I don't. Not that I can remember. I don't think I have either. Yeah, yeah. that's weird, right? I mean, you know, I usually only get like the same four dishes in a yeah, right? Which is three more dishes than I usually get uh, compared to Indian food. So, you know. I, I think I have had food truck Thai food before where it's left, like it tasted brilliant. Right. But it left me with like kind of a greasy, kind of chunky feeling. Okay. All right. But that's like the worst thing I could possibly say. Sure. Where, where do you even get uh, food truck Thai? At a Thai one on in Dayton. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm i not sure if I ventured over there because of the pun or because I love Thai food, but it was one of those two. Those are two of my favorite things. Probably the pun. Probably the yeah. pun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've almost went in steak time before. Sure. Yeah, because right. like, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. T-H-Y-M-E. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, what about... Uh... I don't know. It does Quaker steak and lube uh, count as a pun? <laughs> I, I've been there once, and that was just an unfortunate experience. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, it was like the loudest, most obnoxious place I've ever been. Really? Yeah. You haven't been very many places then, because <laughs> of loud and obnoxious places, that is uh, on the low end. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, as far as restaurants go. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. On the low end. Yes. Okay. Okay. I have been in far more louder and obnoxious. It has to be at least on the medium end. It's on the low end. Trust me. Okay. Well, it was terrible, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, it's not good. And they're out of business now. So are, are they really? Yeah, I think there's like one somewhere. Right. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, there was just like a dozen TVs playing different loud sports things uh-huh. and, and there was like a car suspended on wires above my head uh-huh yeah, i was just like this is the worst yeah. this is like a nightmare low end <laughs> what would be the high end uh <laughs> 20 or 30 tvs all playing sports and people actively yelling at them oh. and music sure and games sure oh you just want dave and busters uh that's Probably in the medium, man. Right. <laughs> At least they keep the restaurant and the game separate. Right. Not not uh, some of the places I've been to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean like uh, like Cracker Barrel, how they have that game right on the table? Uh-huh. Yeah. The triangles? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. Yeah. It's so loud when I people are just playing that get game. get the reference. Oh, really? There's just like this little triangle with peg holes in it. Okay. And you're supposed to move these pegs around and... To, to prove you're a genius. I have literally been to Cracker Barrel once in my lifetime. No. And it was like 18 years ago. <laughs> it's okay. It's, <laughs> you know, it's very country food kind of a sure. thing, but it's, it's okay. Sure. Plus you get to play the triangle game. Well, sure. But, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, Thai food's great. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we have to talk about a book eventually. I guess so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oddly, it's a book that we have talked about numerous times prior. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it's the first time I've ever completely read it, though. Same, 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 yeah. same, same, same. <laughs> so, so this is a really unique book because I think this is the first ever like comic like that was more than like three panels long that i tried to exclusively read online oh yeah i read the first i think two two or three chapters as it came out um because this is the initial launch of panel syndicate yes by vaughn and martin yep and you could pay whatever you wanted including nothing for each chapter as it came out Indeed. I think I paid like $2 for number one and a dollar for each other one. I paid a dollar for every single one of them. Because, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, uh, that is the highest price a digital comic should be. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the highest price that I will happily pay for a digital comic. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I, like, I could tell right off the bat that it was something I was interested in. Yeah. But I could also tell right off the bat that... Maybe. Well, you're a technophobe. Yeah. I, I wasn't enjoying the experience as much as I thought I would if it was printed. Right. So I I kept buying them in case I eventually wanted to read it, but I just never read past number two or three, whatever it was. Uh, I was after like two or three, and, and it came out fairly infrequently. Yeah. Uh, I just decided to wait until the whole thing was done, and then I was going to put them all on my tablet and read them that way. Uh, and then, uh, like every other comic that I've ever bought, it, uh, just sat, uh, this time, uh, gathering digital dust. Huh. Uh, Is there as such opposed... a thing as digital dust? Yeah, oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. As opposed to regular dust, like, uh, the majority of my comics. It's just cleaner. It's cleaner dust. Yeah. 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 Uh, hypoallergenic. Oh, nice. <laughs> Seems lovely. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Gosh, whenever they announced that uh, this was going to be a, a printed version uh, in hardback, I thought, well, you know, I, already, I do already own them. Why would I? And then I saw it was like, going to be a $50 cover price. Right. Yeah, that is an expensive book. It is. Uh, I mean, it's a nice book. Uh, it's, and it's, it's an odd format, which it's, it's, I'm sure adds to the retail price. Exactly. Uh, but, but it's a high quality, uh, hardcover with, with nice paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still 50 bucks is, is a bit much for, yeah, uh, for, for most books, I would say. Sure. I mean, uh, you could buy a really nice night on the town for exactly. that. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about hookers, right? Hookers. Yeah. Uh, well, one hooker and some Burger King. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, my, my comic shop, uh, discount comic book services, uh, they, they were selling this for like 20 bucks. Oh, that's insane. And I thought, well, I might as well. That's like dollars and dollars less than our store paid for it. Yes. I think we paid, you know, like 28 bucks for it or whatever. It's crazy. uh, yeah. So, so I, I jumped on that. 
And uh, mine came with a, a book plate. That's crazy. Yeah. S- signed by all three creators. What? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but but uh, even then, still, I now had two versions of this book uh, collecting oh, yeah. its uh, respective dusts. Oh, so you could do like a science experiment and measure which one collected more dust. It is probably the physical The copy. tangible version, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, so I was uh, glad to uh, to 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 finally get a chance to to read the whole thing. Yeah, and, I considered reading it digitally. Yeah, when we read it, just to see how that works, just right. to try it again. I didn't even try it again. I just sit down and read the tangible version. Yeah, uh, I also thought about doing that, but uh, realized that. Um, all the uh, files that it, uh, I have of this comic are probably on the hard drive that uh, I can't access anymore oh. because electronics hate me. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I guess technically I could have gone back to Panel Syndicate and just downloaded them all. Right. You know? But, uh, yeah, so I figured I'll just read this. Copy. That's the that's a, an advantage of the physical comic is that if your computer crashes, you still have your physical comic. That is very true. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, issues one through ten and the back matter of uh, the digital version of uh, the Private Eye are by far uh, the least important things uh, that I lost on that hard drive. Oh, right, sure. You know that, that is uh, a very very small. Small fraction of the last 15 years of my life oh. that were on that hard drive. As like an artist and a human. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, best not to think about that. Nope. Nope. That'd be like if a, a giant cloud burst and all of your information was lost yeah, or, kind or of. corrupted or, or dispersed to the masses. Dispersed to the masses mostly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I almost, uh, if that means that I actually had a chance of even retrieving part of that uh, stuff back, uh, I, I would almost be okay really? with a cloud burst. With all your search history and everything? Well, I mean, honestly, you know, porn and pizza. That's pretty much all anybody's <laughs> going to find, and I'm not ashamed of either. <laughs> and, and and the pizza porn, which is you well, know, like girls wearing, like, you know, uh, mozzarella cheese, thick, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. thin crusts. Uh huh. Yeah. That's what you're into. <laughs> it's manchovies when you're feeling dirty. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so this is a sci fi book of sorts. Yeah. A sci fi noir. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Oh, that joke. It's only ever going to be funny to us from now on. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Frank Miller. Yep. yep, yep. God love him. But yeah, sci-fi and noir. Yeah. I like both of those genres. I like one of those genres more than the other. Mm -hmm. And that'd be the noir. Well, luckily, this was more of a noir. It's true. It's Uh, very true. Uh, So, yeah. So, so the the, the basic concept of this comic is that... uh, or, or, or sort of the basic setup of it is that uh, uh, it takes place in what, 2076, yeah. something like that. 
and uh, uh, decades prior, uh, basically the the uh, people of our generation uh, who who uh, basically spent their entire adult lives uploading all their personal information onto your Facebooks and your clouds and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and your Googles, uh, basically all that information, uh, wound up getting dispersed among the masses and everybody's horrible, horrible secrets, uh, came to light. Mm. And so, uh, the aftermath of that is that, uh, you know, the, the internet was basically dismantled. Uh, and now everybody runs around, uh, with secret identities. Yeah. Uh, to protect their privacy as much as humanly possible. Costumes and costumes and masks and, and yeah, weird, weird getups and holograms. Uh, secret monikers. Yeah, pseudonyms. Uh, you have aliases. to be, you have to be at least 18 though to have your, yes, secret life. Yeah. I didn't fully understand that aspect, I guess. I don't know. I, it's not necessary for that to have been explained further, but I yeah. kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that. They mentioned something about it in the like notes in the back, but it wasn't like... It was more like a reference to another book or something where, okay. where that was like a thing where you your ID, your ID bracelet... Like you got an ID bracelet when you are 18. And yeah. I forget. I think it was from another story or something. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, and so then, uh, the plot of, of this particular comic begins with a woman hiring a private investigator who, uh, uh, is also known as, uh, the paparazzi. The paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, because in this future, private investigators are, are called paparazzis. Yeah. And, uh... Police are called the press. Yeah, journalists are the new police. Yeah, yeah, which I think is very interesting. And like they, they're like the only ones that don't wear masks because I guess they're, um, they have to be more trusted or whatever. Yes, but they, know. yeah, they don't, they don't wear getups like everybody else. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre world. It is. Well, it is true of this age as well. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, gosh, only, only could we wish that the journalists were police. <laughs> right? Nowadays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fake yeah. news. <laughs> so, but yeah, in this world, everybody, everybody's privacy is kind of like, they hold it really dear because of what has happened. Yeah. They've, they've learned from the past. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, our, our main character is, is, uh, a PI, uh, aka Patrick Immelman, but, uh, may or may not be his real name. I'm guessing uh, not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he is a, a paparazzo and, uh, he gets hired to spy on people and, uh, uncover their secrets and a woman, uh, Hires him to find out about herself. Yeah. Uh, which is a weird proposition. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting, like, opening scene, though. Yeah. Uh, but basically, she explains that she is uh, about to uh, be... She's been on a, a job search, and, and she might get hired for a position, and uh, she... 
basically wants him to dig up all the information he can find on her so that she is not particularly surprised uh, what comes up uh, that right. may you know, come up during the, the job interview. Right. And uh, so he he does agree to it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but then uh, but then the next day uh, she turns up dead. Yes. And thus our plot starts. Right. In full. That is such a like classic noir. Absolutely. Trope or whatever, but yeah, uh, it's 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 very deft that uh, they were able to combine. You know, sort of that slick sci-fi feel to it, but also that classic 1940s, oh, yeah. you know, noir, you know, sensibility. Uh, and, and pull it off damn near flawlessly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uniquely, too, it's like, like there's a lot of nods to older noir things, but it's not, it doesn't feel like tired or uh, rehashed at no. all. It's so original. Yeah. Because uh, um, the future, like this future is very, it's like the palette is so like colorful and bright and like poppy, like all the colors and everything are just, right. it's not what you typically think of as a noir. Right. You know, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's shadows and things, but it's like, well, sure, it's very get, bright. You don't get Marcos Martin to draw a book and uh, not expect some shadowy stuff. Right. Sure. Because <laughs> he is fantastic. He is amazing. Yeah. He's one of the best. He is indeed. Uh, so I remember. I'm pretty sure this is the book that he left Daredevil for. Oh yeah. Uh, back in you know whenever that was, 2012. Even I don't I don't remember. Yeah, that. something like that. I, I have no sense of time anymore. I, I think that's about right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he he was working with Mark Wade on the the relaunched uh, Daredevil and uh, left. Pretty quickly, uh, like after six issues or so, maybe maybe a little more, and then uh, uh, people uh, uh, people are awful, and they got really upset about it <laughs> because how dare uh, an artist decide to uh, branch out and uh, create something of his own? Yeah, uh, that uh, you know, you know, is probably more rewarding for him than you know. Being the umpteenth guy to draw Daredevil, right? Yeah, and I say this as a guy who loves Daredevil. You do like your Daredevil, yeah. yeah. I do too. Yeah. Not as not nearly as much as you do, but. right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just an attitude among comic fans that always bothers me. Like, like, how dare you leave this meal ticket, right? Yeah, to try something different. Yeah, like you know, like I mean. When I'm reading like a DC or Marvel book and like there's awesome creators on a book, I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah. You know, but then like, you know, like, well, I'm going to leave this book and, you know, I'm going to work on something of my own. I'm like, that's even better. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, if I like that person, you know, I definitely want to see what they do outside of the box. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd much rather read, like, I like Grant Morrison's superhero stuff, but I much look forward to his like creator and stuff because you're like, you know, it's going to be a whole new level. Right. Of insanity or, int- not just insanity, but just, you know, creativity. Right. Uh, and same with this. Like, I've read plenty of stuff that Marcus Martin drew. I was buying every issue of Amazing Spider-Man he drew. And they're they're fun, good right. reads, but, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it looks great. Yeah, yeah. But then this came along and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and of course, Brian Vaughn has been on the uh, creator-owned train for for quite a while now. He's amazing. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He is up there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have some issues with him. Uh, I, I still hold a grudge for the endings of both Why the Last Man and Ex Machina. <laughs> And just didn't so, like the way they wrapped up. No, I did not. And, mm-hmm. and so every new thing that I read by him, I'm always a little wary because I like I know it's going to start out strong, right? And I know that like every subsequent chapter is going to have like an awesome cliffhanger because he does those amazingly. Yeah, yeah, he's great at that. Uh, but then when he gets around to the wrap up, like I've <laughs> been disappointed more times than not. Yeah. I I was I wasn't disappointed with why his ending, but and I never read Ex Machina. So yeah. Don't really know. I think I read like the first issue of Ex Machina to see what it was kind of about, and I was like, eh, doesn't seem like my kind of book, so right. I skipped it. But. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's been a couple, and, and I mean, I'm sure some of them were like creator own or not creator own uh, like corporate stuff that he did that I read, and I was like, yeah. You know, like the, that Wolverine book that we read uh, oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, the Logan one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, although I did like you know, his Doctor Strange book that he did. Oh, yeah. Marcus Martin. Yeah, that was great. The Oath. Uh, yeah, yeah, which I actually forgot about until I finished reading this. Yeah, I'd forgotten that they worked together because when I was reading this, I was like, wow, this is great. Two guys I love right. working together. forgot that I'd already read that other thing. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, I mean, you know, but but he is—he's a guy that I always pay attention to what he's doing, whether I read it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I've never read Saga; I have little to no interest in Saga. But you know, like I know—I think when he started Saga, that was kind of his comeback to comics a little bit. Oh yeah, like he—he he had left for a few years, I think. Hmm. Uh, was he working on a movie or something? I think he was doing TV work. Yeah. I know he worked on Lost for a little while. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I feel like Saga was like, you know, like a big deal that, you know, he was doing right. comics again. Uh, and of course now he's doing Paper Girls, which uh, I've really enjoyed as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, like I always want to pay attention to what he's doing, whether I decide to read it or not. Yeah. Especially if he works with someone fucking amazing oh yeah marcus martin is because for those who might not be familiar his artwork is deceptively simple uh very cartoony but not not in a like garfield kind of way but like (laughs) Uh, it hurts me that you just said that uh because i mean because i know what you're getting at when you why you said that right but like it's like cartoony, like to most people. Yeah, it's like a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And it is so not. Yeah, it's just like very lively, like a you know, like a phone rings and it's like vibrating off the desk. Like those right. those sort of like little elements that I love. Um, but it's 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 got a lot of cartoon language. Yeah, and blunt, you know, exaggerated figures and, and faces and mm-hmm. characters and, and yeah, yeah. Like card, well, I should say 
it'd be like if a car was, you know, going around a corner and it's, it's off the street, but every car is off the street in this book because they're all, <laughs> they're all like hover cars, but, but you know, like if a car was on the street. <laughs> yeah, put it on the street. That's how crazy he is. <laughs> but yeah, he's, no, he's phenomenal. Yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, how much fun do you think he had? Getting to draw like all these weird masks, oh, right? And costumes yeah, and every single person, other than like we said, the press right. is in costume. Yeah, even even when people are in, or actually when they leave, like when they're in their, sometimes when they're homes and work, sometimes they they look normal, like yeah, like the uh, the boss, Nebular. yeah, yeah. There's a guy named Nebular with like an octopus face yeah. or something, but his his. His like boss or whatever the TV guy, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. he's like he's just dressed like a human at work, and his assistant's dressed like a human lady, and right. you know uh, everything. But you know anybody that's out in public is in costume yeah. all the time. Uh, also, of course, uh, Gramps. <laughs> I love Gramps. Gramps is the best. So Gramps is uh, the the pa- <laughs> the privatized actual grandpa. Yes. And uh, he, they help each other out with various things. <laughs> like, uh, Gramps can't figure out, you know, like, new technology, so he has Private Eye come over and help him. Right. But but he helps Private Eye when he gets in shady situations, too. Yeah. Uh, but Gramps is, uh, Gramps is awesome, I'll say this. Uh, but uh, Gramps is also uh, us. Yes. And uh, In, like, 30 years, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, if this is, uh, if this were a real situation where, where Gramps is currently living among us, Gramps would be a massive douchebag that I would want nothing to do with. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But Gramps as a 80 year old man is fucking great. Yeah. Does it make you think maybe the people that you kind of abhor on a daily basis now, you're going to find them somehow more <laughs> lovable when they're, like, older? Probably not. No. Because no. he, he wears a wife beater and he's fully tatted up, but yep. he's, like, in his, like, 70s. Yeah. Um, he can't understand technology. Um, he plays video games all day long, like yeah. first-person shooters. But he still has his uh, his old iPhone. Yeah, which uh, doesn't work. Just does not work. Uh, there's no internet. Uh, it's also cracked. Uh, he he is just furious that he constantly cannot get on to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> He's very ADHD. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, everybody always comments about people from his generation and how drugged up they were right. as kids, <laughs> and that's what's wrong with them. That's funny. Like it's it is funny, but it's kind of like dark. Yeah. It's kind of dark too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gramps is great. Yeah. So this book is amazing. Yeah. And uh, and so, as I said, uh, you know, I'm a little wary about a Brian K. Vaughn book, but uh, uh, I pulled off the ending. The ending was fucking spectacular. Yeah. That last page. Oh, man. It's <laughs> so one of the good. Yeah. So very good. Uh, so, yeah. So, so we get to know uh, P.I. and... and uh, you know, the, uh, colorful cast of characters around him. Yeah. He, his drive, his, his driver, driver is great. Yeah. She's a uh, underage. She, she doesn't have her 
uh, um, persona yet. Yeah. Because she's 17. Yeah. She's like the uh, the driver because the PI won't get a driver's license because he doesn't want people knowing information about him. Right. So he refuses to give his photo and everything. But yeah, so like she's great. She's really interesting. Gramps, of course, is yeah. awesome. And uh, Ravina is uh, uh, his client's sister, uh, who he basically decides to help out uh, to try to figure out who murdered his client. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, just just uh, the the plot as it unfolds introduces a couple more characters, and I love the two French guys. <laughs> <laughs> These two like hired thug French guys that are after the private eye that they wear these gas masks that they can't quite see through, right? Uh, which impairs their judgment when shooting and things like that. That scene was amazing. <laughs> it was like something out of the tick, right? You know, just like kind of bumbling. I mean, not like like you can tell they're very adept at their job, right? But they're in a situation where they're they're having a real comically bad time, right? Right. So it was very tick like. I mean, it's also kind of funny because, I mean, you know, in a world where everybody wears masks, I mean, you know, just the, I mean, you've worn masks. You oh, know yeah. how cumbersome they can be at times. Sure. And, and, I mean, my God, how sweaty everybody would be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a dirty world this would be. I know. Yeah, I and mean, that's the thing, too, like. I don't. I don't think they address this as much in the book, but in one of the notes in the back, he says, "You know, this is a world where any weird thing you're into, you can just go and do it. You don't have to do it online, right? Because your anonymity is 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 just anytime you're outside your house, right? So if you're, you know, in if you want to try out some weird religion that would be frowned upon by your neighbors, it doesn't matter. You just you have a mask on. You just go there, right. or you know, if you want to try some weird sex thing with the you know, someone of uh, a gender that you're not usually into or whatever, you just go and do it with your mask on. Yeah. Like it's like it's all uh, the privacy of the Internet is is now the you know the privacy of you know the outside world. Right. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, so I know you're a, a technophobe. Uh-huh. That's uh, one of the reasons I love this book, because the Internet is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I love the internet, for the most part, right. but I also realize, uh, uh, just as equally how awful it is. Sure, well, sure. You know, uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it is a useful tool to oh, have. Yeah. And, and, uh, Agreed. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff in this book that, uh, kind of made sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you mean, mean like uh, about about just just you know like I mean people read yeah you know that, oh yeah that's this is a big a f- uh, thing in the book yeah there's it's, like tangible books everywhere right records and- yeah uh, you know uh, and and uh, pretty much everybody for the most part leaving everybody else alone yeah right. is is a nice thing <laughs> you right. know. I mean, I, again, you know, I don't, I don't know that I'd want to wear a mask or anything because well, you could uh, just paint your face sweaty. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to wear a right. big sweaty thing. I mean, what I would prefer is a coat that makes me turn somewhat oh, invisible. Yeah, that would be the dream coat. Yes, that's what the PI has. Yes, uh, I yeah, I would kill for one of those. Yeah, well, you know, I've seen those like you know 
I've seen that like years ago. They they've they've like had ads for those online. They're just not something available to the public. It's like a like I've seen footage of people with those on. They they work like that because they basically reflect what's behind you and then like it's it's uh, like little screens all over it that project it onto the front. So like it was a Japanese technology, of oh, course, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it's like crazy expensive and doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't work right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would. Uh, I would uh, enjoy anything that makes me just disappear. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and, I mean, and there's marijuana cigarettes in the vending machines. Well, sure. That's yeah. great. And they finally legalized it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, this place takes place in California, so you know, uh, it already is legal there. Yeah, it could have happened yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, uh, um, so what do you think about the, uh, yeah, the idea that uh, people are a little too open with their information right now? That's kind of one of the main things about this book is all about the privacy of right. people. And <clears throat> I mean, you know, I'm definitely in two minds of it because I do. I am on most of the social medias, right? You know, and then I have a blog and eighteen podcasts. Right. So it's not like I'm. It's not like you're hiding who you are. Right. Yeah. I'm not as social media ish, but I do like. Like, I like to write stories about my life and publish them. So right, right. we both kind of do, in our own way, put out their right. personal details. Yeah. And, you know, uh, my, my friend Bruce, you know, uh, you know, has told me uh, fairly recently, anyway, that, uh, you know, I, I am very good at uh, being very raw uh, about things that I write about myself. Uh but I like to think that I do it in a way where I'm not completely divulging every last bit of information about myself. For sure. You know, like, uh, like I am on Facebook and, and, uh, and Twitter and all that. And, uh, you know, they constantly are asking me, you know, please, you know, enter your phone number so we can verify your accounts and, and keep you safe. And I'm like, no, it sounds like <laughs> The worst thing, right? You know, is to give you my phone number. <laughs> like uh, when I first got a smartphone and and you know hooked it up to to Facebook, you know, which I primarily only used on on the computer. Uh, you know, here I am using it on the smartphone for the first time, and it's showing me like almost every single one of my Facebook friends their phone numbers because huh. they've all connected their accounts to it. I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. I don't want to see their numbers. I don't want them to see mine. They didn't give you their number, right? Huh? Like, they may not have given you their number. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. No, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's their choice to do that, but, you know, hmm. like, like I don't want to know it. Right. I mean, except for the people who do say, you know, physically give me their number. Right. You know. That is a little creepy. Yeah. And, and you know, like. You know, I, I, yeah, like, I'm not going to go out and, you know, write my social security number on Twitter or anything like that, but, you know. Yeah. Wait a minute, is that bad? Yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm all, uh, I do 
maybe too much like to say what's on my mind at any no. given moment. Eh, you know. I mean, people like to express things about themselves, and we're in an age where it's very easy. It's easy to disseminate information. Yeah. Um, like, not not just digitally, but I don't know, like in any any form. Yeah. But the the uh, social medias are are, yeah, it's like this platform where people are just anything they think or do or any little detail about their lives they put out there, and right. you know, it is kind of creepy when you think about. Yeah. How easy it is for people to find out things about you. Right. And like, you know, people who, you know, like, I don't say it as much anymore, but, you know, like with, uh, you know, location services on your phone, oh, you yeah. know, whenever they post anything to Facebook or Twitter, you know, it shows you where they're doing it from. Yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, there used to be like Foursquare where people would be like, I checked into this place. Yeah, for know? no reason. Right. It's like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like. Like, I use the location thing hesitantly, mostly when I'm just trying to find directions yeah. to a place. Right. But for the most part, I always keep it off. Because, you know, yeah, like, like, I don't want that, you know? Right. Like, I was super weirded out when uh, there was a former listener to this show who figured out where I live based on context clues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was years ago. Yeah. I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. No. It's like, I know exactly where you live, right. even though we've never met her. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you know, that's my fault. You yeah. know, like, like I do. You describe situations right. that happen. Yeah, though. yeah. But, yeah, that's, that is creepy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I mean, maybe it would be bad if the cloud burst and all the information was out there and the internet was broken, but maybe it would be smarter for people to reel it in a little bit. Sure. And maybe if the internet was drastically overhauled to be more of a, information-based thing as opposed to a like a, a toilet for your personal information yeah i mean you know anybody who's followed me on anything for the last year and a half you know knows what a raw fucking nerve i am you know especially you know with details about my my you know love life in particular mm -hmm. or, or lack thereof sure. uh, but you know i mean i'm not usually trying to give away specifics and and if there were a cloud burst uh you know of sorts i don't know that i'm all that ashamed of anything that i'm mm -hmm. right. doing online well that's good you know i you know i would say for the most part you know like i've been online for you know 20 years now you know, hmm. with, with, you know, I've had a website of one sort or another, you know, since, know, since, since then. Since possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, most of it is, is a haven for me to, you know, show my artwork or my writing, you know, and, and get my thoughts and feelings, you know, onto paper. Right. You know, and mostly for myself, you know, whether or not anybody else pays attention to it. You know? Right. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's a very ineffective and cheap form of therapy for me. Right. It works though. It you works know, a it, little bit. It helps. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it would suck if my like banking account information got out there, mm -hmm. but you know, at the same time, uh, 
I know that my banking account is mostly empty, so what's hmm. anybody going to do with it? Right. Because I've already fucked it myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I beat you to it, suckers. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you can steal my identity. You're going to have horrible fucking credit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you ever seen uh, that TV show, Friday the 13th, a series where sometimes <laughs> people steal cursed artifacts? <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like that. Pretty much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I don't know. I I just feel like, like, like with me, like I'm kind of open with people and especially when I do comics about myself, but I feel like, I mean, I'm not like playing different roles or lying to people, but right. I, but I feel like. You know, I kind of reel certain aspects of myself in when, well, sure. I'm, when I'm in certain groups or whatever. Yeah, no, like, we, everybody does. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like like you and I don't act uh, like this around like our parents, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, it's only by accident that they discover that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when like they say they wander into the room in the middle of our podcast, that would be so weird. That would be like the. Most embarrassing basement dweller moment, which which has happened. <laughs> but no, yeah, <clears throat> you act differently around your friends than you do around your mom, than you do around your brother, yeah, you know, than you do around your boss. But I mean, I like I would do around customers. I wouldn't pretend to, you know, be. But like, it's all you. Yeah, it's all me. I'm not like pretending to like or dislike things or associate with things that I'm not into. Right. I just like pull different aspects back a little bit. Exactly. Like I, you know. Like you know that there's some people that you're going to be around that uh, aren't into all the nerdy shit that you're into. Right. You're still going to be into that nerdy shit. Yeah. You're just not going to be gushing about it. Right. Or unless I have too many drinks. Well, sure. Then watch out. I start talking about the Melvins and Chester Brown until you're sick of me. Exactly. But you're also not going to be like, fuck yeah, <laughs> basketball. Right, yeah. Yeah. Just I, to try to fit in with somebody. Unless we're watching like old Chicago Bulls Pistons. Well, sure. Or the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, I love the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's just, I mean, like, I don't know. This book just made me think about that a lot. How people oh, yeah. do wear different masks. Like it showed at this lady's funeral all the different groups and and she had different names for herself when she was with each group and you could tell those groups were vastly different oh yeah but they all like cared for her because she obviously opened up to them in some way right and i I think that's how people are they're just doing it online now Uh, yeah yeah. uh yeah i mean and yeah uh as as long as you're like 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 you said like as long as you're not pretending that you're into something that you're just not into to try to fit in. Right. You know, like, what does it hurt? Right. Like, if you hang out with your Nazi friends and you Nazi sympathize a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just so, you know, bowling night goes smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you leave and you hang out with your, your Chicano friends. And well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my Jewish group. Yeah. yeah. I know it's awkward whenever your Jewish group came to the bowling night because yeah. their bowling alley had had closed and oh that was just a bad time yes it was but you did a great job like jack tripper style like <laughs> i'll be right back i gotta run into the check on my nachos and then like you 
Yeah. Put, it, put on your swastika. I did watch a three-day Three's Companies <laughs> marathon last weekend, so <laughs> I've got it down pat. That is one of my favorite like 80s sitcom things where you, <laughs> someone has to be two different people in two different places. Oh, yeah. And they keep like changing costume and running. Oh, I love that. Like, that doesn't get old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, this definitely does make you think a lot about, you know, your online life and, and, and your own personal life. And, yeah, there are definitely people who probably share away the shit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there's people who, you know, uh, like, like we, we both have a friend who she's on Facebook, but, uh, I don't think I've ever seen her post. Right. Ever. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, just kind of watches other people's stuff. Maybe. maybe. Like, yeah. like I don't think she even does that. I think she just kind of checks it every once in a while and then, you know, goes on with her day. And honestly, like, there's a large part of me that's like, man, I envy that. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, you know, I spend the next 20 minutes just surfing through Facebook. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an odd time and it's a very addictive, odd thing that people are... enamored with i believe yeah and also you know i'm just this doesn't really have anything much to do with the private eye but but just about being online a lot of people complain about you know like oh i go onto facebook or i go onto twitter and i just see all this you know crap you know and and it's just like oh i can't believe you know these people are just you know spewing all this or people just keep sharing this crap or this you know shit or whatever right and uh my whole thing on that is you're doing it wrong then because you can go onto facebook or twitter and curate the stuff that you want to see and facebook's a little tougher but but you can do it there are things that you can do like to make filter sure out everything exactly mm-hmm. and so if you're so people are like oh fucking twitter i hate it because of this you know like, you stop paying attention to that you know, if that's the thing that bothers you, mm-hmm. it's like if 90% of your feed is just, you know, white trash assholes, you know, <laughs> telling you how much they hate gays and blacks, then stop following those people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I go on the Twitter, like Twitter for me, primarily, like, like obviously in the last couple of months, that has been a lot more political than it ever has been. Why is that? I can't figure it out, honestly. <laughs> but I go onto Twitter and I follow comic book creators and comedians. Right. Like, yeah. that's my Twitter feed. For sure. And then, like, you know, the five people that I actually know in real life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I would do. Yeah. Some Maybe some musicians in there, too. But Yeah, you know. But, you know, I do it because, you know, our comic artists will post art. Yeah. And it's just like, I like seeing art. Or writers will talk about their craft a little bit. Or whatever the project they're thinking about. Exactly. And comedians will tell jokes. Of course, now it's all, you know, anti-Trump stuff. But, you know, occasionally they still do that other stuff that I initially liked. Sure. And also, I'm not going to tell those people that you can't have opinions. Just go back to drawing comics. Yeah, be my monkey. Right. Because fuck that. Right. Everybody has opinions, and it's a trying time. And obviously, that's like we were just talking about with your blog or whatever, with our blogs. That's how people vent. They get like people are obviously frustrated, oh, yeah. and they want temporary relief because none of it 
is uh, a cure-all. But, yeah. you know, anytime you make fun of something or comment on something or just, you know, produce a piece of artwork about something, it temporarily alleviates yeah. whatever frustration you have. I mean, yeah, especially, like, in, in these, you know, modern times, like, you can feel so powerless. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like all this crap is happening. You're like, what can I do? And, 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 like, you just don't feel like there's anything you can do except vent or create something. Yeah. You know, even if it's just for yourself, even if nobody else pays attention to it. It helps you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and none of this has anything to do with the private eye. No. <laughs> It kind of all does, though. Yeah, really. A little bit, yeah. But that's something about this book we we never talked about, and I guess maybe we maybe we shouldn't. But just to let the listener know, there is a whole huge element of this sort of villain in the book who is trying to do something creepy and technology yeah. and, and evil. And uh, but at the same time, we don't really. I mean, he is the villain. I mean, he's, he murders people. He does murder people, <laughs> you know, or have people murdered. Yeah. At but, least once by his own hands. Yeah. And, and, you know, yes, his his ultimate goal, you know, is very antithetical to, to the society that, that, that is presented in this book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, like, we never know for sure that he has nefarious uh oh really you don't think i don't think so like, I, like, I, I definitely got the vibe i mean he's nefarious but i mean like even his plan it seemed like it was of for evil purposes to me yeah yeah you nay <laughs> that's but, the thing with technology right it, it just depends on how you look at it i guess yeah. but evil evil is uh I mean, what I see. part of that just may be because I do like the internet and I could not imagine a world without it, even though there's also an equal part of me that says, yeah, let's get rid yeah, of that fucker. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> right. Because, you know, I miss going outside and, uh, you know, being able to actually have a conversation with people. Right. Like, that I haven't known for 20 years. Right. You know? <laughs> that, because, I mean, man, I cannot associate with people anymore. Yeah, we are all, uh, it is, it is like off putting when you just, like, I mean, you know, I, I look at my phone a lot now that I have a smartphone, right. um, to see if people like text me or if I got an email or whatever. But, um, it is creepy sometimes if you just are waiting somewhere outside and you look around and everybody you see is just staring at their little screens. And right. It's just, it's, it's almost like they're <laughs> like on a leash, you know? Right. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, spent some time with a friend of mine, you know, recently, and, like, more than once, like, we went to a place, and, like, the first thing that we both did was, like, pull out our phones right. yeah. and just, like, stare Check at them for, like, five minutes before, like, attempting to conversate with yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really stoked, actually, the other day. I went to a restaurant with my girlfriend, and I accidentally left my phone in the car because we had looked something up on the way in and i just like stuck it in like you know the dashboard or whatever and uh i realized as i was walking in the restaurant you know that my giant computer phone wasn't in my pants because you could tell 
And, uh, and I was like, cause your parents are so tight. Yeah. I, I wear these super tight. Well, when I'm going on dates, oh, sure. you know, I don't want to pay for that meal. You know, <laughs> I got daddy's got to work it if he doesn't want to pay for the meal. So, so I was like, immediately it was like, Oh, I should go back to my car and get my phone. And I was like, and then I started thinking, I was like, why, 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 why? Yeah. You know? So I didn't like, I just left it in my car and it was nice. It yeah. was very pleasant. Uh, I mean, it it is one of those things, like, occasionally, like, all, like, like, a couple weeks ago, uh, I went to my, my volunteer gig on Tuesday night, and I had stopped at home first, uh, to pick up something, and I was like, well, while I'm here, like, I'll charge my phone, because it was down, like, 30% power or something like right. and so, like, I put it on the charger, and then, like, I got ready, and I left, and I got to the place, and... I didn't have my phone. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I felt like I literally felt naked. Right. And I mean, even it's though so bizarre. I, I'm at that place to like, you know, do stuff and socialize and be with people yeah. and, and help people. Like every time there was like a quiet moment, like right. I reached into my pocket. Sure. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and there was like, like a stretch of like, 10 minutes where like nothing was happening and i was like i really want to check twitter right now yeah right i was like there's no reason for me to nobody is talking to me on it nobody's paying attention to anything that i'm doing on it there's nothing i really want to see on it right but just god i really wish i was reading twitter right (laughs) Right. now it's it's so habitual yeah and then and then like i went out like afterwards, like with, with friends and I still didn't have my phone and we were gone for like four hours and like, I didn't go home till like midnight. So I was without my phone for like six hours right, that day. Right. And I was just like, like, that's awesome. Like a fucking junkie though. <laughs> right. And then like, I got home and I should have just gone to bed because it was late. And instead I'm like checking Facebook for a half an hour. Right. The fuck is wrong with me? Right. It's not just you. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> We're all spiraling out of control together. We are indeed. The private eye. Yeah, private eye. <laughs> I mean, you know, it all it all is applicable. It, it is. I mean, it, it's like you can tell they're they're thinking about oh, this yeah. era when they're writing a story exactly two hundred years from now. And or, and the fact that this book was able to spurn an hour of us talking about all this other crap. Right. I mean, that says something. I think about the power of this comic. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't read it, go do it. You could potentially read it for free. That's true. Panel Syndicate, but don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, at least give them like a buck per issue, right? If it's still up, is that how? Oh they do yeah, it? I'm sure is it's it? going to be up forever. And and I will say though, this is a beautiful because it it was designed for you know widescreen computer monitors, right? So the book, I don't have a measuring stick or whatever in front of me, but it, it looks like it's like fourteen by seven, maybe something maybe, like that. I don't know. Let's um, compare it to a regular comic, of which I have plenty of around. Do you know the measurements of a regular comic? Yes, I do. Oh. Uh, a regular standard floppy comic, uh, or or your standard trade paperback of sorts, uh, is about uh, ten and a quarter inches tall by about six and a quarter inches uh, mm. wide. So this is taller and wider. Yes. It's maybe like an inch or two wider... Uh, yeah, I'd say about two inches, so probably like 12, 13 inches wide, 
by maybe seven or eight inches tall. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's an odd format, and it's actually the second wide angle comic we've read in a row. Isn't that's that weird? right. That's kind of uh, weird. Gold Tiger from yeah. this week. But I do love this format where it's just wide panels. Yeah. Um, the one thing that they couldn't really, they didn't really do in here because it was released for computer screens is there's no like double page spread, Yeah. which I think would have been awesome to see like a crazy car crash or something that right. goes over like, you know, 28 inches of page. Yeah. But, Especially like the, the climax of the book. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Something like that. But maybe they just didn't realize they were for sure going to do a print version. It's true. I mean, honestly, like when they first put it up and, and like all the, uh, you know, like DC has like all their digital books that they do and they're in a similar format. But when they publish them like in paper, it's, you know, stacked. So oh, that's yeah. how I thought this was going to eventually be. Uh, that, uh, okay. So like, like two pages would be one full comic page. So that's how they do like DC bombshells and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. I know I've never looked at DC's online stuff. Yep. Huh. But yeah, yeah, and those DC bombshells are stacked. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say this is a damn near perfect book. Yeah. This is great. It really is. The color, the, um, the, oh, if I had to complain about one thing, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old. I'll turn 40 here shortly. Ooh. Um, but it's hand lettered. Are you going to? die i think so right. it, it's it's hand lettered by marcus martin and some of the letters are so thin and i was reading by just like a little lamp not like an overhead light right that i had trouble reading some of it like it like i couldn't tell what some of the words were mm. because the letters are really thin yeah uh i mean you know i'm, I'm a year younger than you but uh you know that that doesn't mean much of anything <laughs> right, sure because i'm Having a real hard time lately reading a lot of anything. Did you notice that at all? I, I did. Like, especially, it seems like less so at the end of the book. So maybe that was like... Maybe he fixed it. But yeah, like some of the letters in the first like third of the book, especially, are like just some of these blocks of text are really yeah. thin. Yeah, it's are. hard to read. Uh, um, I honestly didn't notice until you just pointed it out. But, uh, you know, yeah, now that I see that, it, it's it's... I mean, yeah, that just kind of looked like a like a weird massive gray. Yeah, just now. right. But again, my eyes are getting horrible. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm having a real tough time lately reading things. So yeah, we're falling apart. Yep. yep but yep. that's what this life is all about, man. We just shamble around and fall yeah. apart and then move on to something else. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah so uh, private eye. It's great. It's great all the way through. It's by Image. Do we ever say that? Uh, published by Image. Yeah, yes. yeah. So Panel Syndicate uh, is where you can get them online for sure. Uh, Image published uh, the the hardcover. Panel Syndicate also is currently publishing a book called Universe. Oh yeah, something like that uh, by a Spanish artist. Uh, hmm. And I think uh, Vaughn and Martin are working on something new. Oh, that's awesome! I haven't heard anything. Oh, it's a sequel. Could be. That'd be cool. Yeah. And of course, Brian Vaughn is keeping busy doing other stuff too. Yeah, he's like busy, dude. Saga and Paper Girls and I'm sure something else. Something else, yeah. 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 Good stuff, though. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Alrighty. Well, let's take a break. Yeah, it's I need long to, overdue. I need to check my Facebook. Yeah. 
Me too. <laughs> and pee. Possibly at the same time. Yeah, ooh, that's the beauty of technology. Hey, right, here's holidays. I just, I, I just, when you said hollow notes a little bit ago, <laughs> it just made me realize, I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but it sounds like, you know, like a truck that's full of oats, they're hollow oats. 
Like, is that supposed to be a pun? Do I, am I about to like them a lot more than I used to? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, you should be liking them just fine anyway. I, I've, I couldn't, before, uh, today, <laughs> before today, I couldn't have named one song by Hollow Notes. <laughs> um, you told me that they did a song called The Private Eye. Yeah. Or Private Eye or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, if you offered me a million dollars right now, I would, to name one of their songs I, other than Private Eye, I would go home without a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I know. You're, you're a child of the 80s? I've heard of them. Yeah. I think they were just one of those bands that I'd never listened to because my brother and my friends never got into them, so I just, and I sure, never sought them out. Like your mom driving around listening to the radio? She was, she never listened to the radio. Incidentally, like on MTV. I know, that is weird, isn't it? VH1. I mean, hmm. they were huge. What was one of their, their big hits? Man Eater. Oh, I've heard that one. I didn't know that was them. Uh, Sarah Smile? Yeah, I don't know that one. Man Eater, though. I do know that one. I mean, you know, put the pressure on me like I'm, I'm having a hard time, but but I do like quite a You're bit right. of their songs. So right. I do have a Greatest Hits collection uh, of theirs oh, wow. on my... Uh, now you're more of an Oates fan or a Hall fan? Hall. Hall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. John Oates can go suck it. <laughs> he probably does. Yeah. Whoa, that was a gay joke. This is this is not the eighties. No. Yeah. Well, uh well he can just suck himself off. Well sure. You know, yeah. that's yeah. fine. That's like his derogatory yeah. not thing not pointed at any sort no. of no. No. Uh, yeah. 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 Now just if we're like, talking Garfunkel and Oates, mm-hmm. I, I think I like Oates better in that <laughs> situation. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Hall and Oates. Oates. <laughs> Is that from Comedy Bang Bang or something? Uh, they're an actual uh, duo it's real, band. It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, Ricky Lindholm and uh, Kate Micucci. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I forget which one is Garfunkel <clears throat> and which one is Oates. Right. So, yeah. Who needs to know them? Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so what's up? Not, not too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing really. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Space is coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Columbus. Like next week? Two weeks? Yeah, no, it's next weekend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, uh, we're not doing drawing night. I okay. guess not. Yeah. Huh. Unless, unless you're going to drive to Columbus. Yeah. I'll be hanging out with uh, 12 other people, drawn. Yikes. <laughs> well, I know uh, three or two artists are going with me, and then three artists are meeting me there with their significant others. Uh, I think we're all going to like have some Mexican food and maybe draw. Uh, maybe go to a pool. Who uh, knows? Pool. One of them has a pool at the hotel, and they said uh, we okay. could all hang out there. Uh, yeah, I don't think that'll happen. You never know, though. You know, but uh, I guess I'll, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm going to go up there at all during the day or not. I to space. I guess I'll find out what, what our friend Joe G is doing. Mm. He's usually my uh, my convention bride. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not a very conventional bride, though. That's uh, kind of yeah. right. odd the way that worked out. <laughs> but yeah, space in Columbus. Uh, 
I guess by the time this airs, it'll already have been over, probably. Probably. So I hope you were there. Yeah. Uh, listener. But by the next episode, we'll, we'll maybe have a story or two yeah. from you. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I'm there with Sparkle Comics. Yeah. So I'm not there with Vegadog Saturn or Buyer Beware, as, as it actually does say in the program. Because right. I told him that I was there with Sparkle, but he, we, it's listed as Buyer Beware. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm the same dude. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Uh, I don't know when this will hit or when the next one will, but but uh, Gem City is coming up as well. Oh, yeah. That's in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Back-to-back convention weekends. Yeah. But uh, I'll be hmm. there, not in an official capacity, unfortunately, but uh, I'll be there hanging out with my pal Bruce. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you'll be doing that too with with uh, both uh, Sparkle Comics and Maverick. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing two different masks at that show. Yeah, you are. Because I'm gonna cosplay as uh, the Wonder Twins. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be difficult to pull off. Yeah. yeah. Your girlfriend going as Gleek? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm Brad and Janet. Is that their names? <laughs> nope. That's from Rocky Horror. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a Super Friends Rocky Horror picture show crossover? Oh, like like an episode of Scooby Doo that had like Frankenfurter and <laughs> and Martian Manhunter. <laughs> That'd be great. That's not gonna happen though. No. But yeah, that should be a fun show. Yeah. You'll, you'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. So no, nothing else uh, happening. No, not nothing. Nothing crazy. Nothing yeah. crazy. Oh, we watched. Uh, we both watched some comic book shows. Yeah, we did. I mean, <clears throat> I, I usually always do. Mm-hmm. But but uh, it's it's kind of a rarity for you too. It is. Yeah. And in the last twenty four hours, I've watched two different premiere episodes of comic book television. Yeah, you have. Uh, one was Iron Fist. Yeah. And the other was Legion. Yeah. And, uh... Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't think I really cared for Iron Fist after I watched it. Uh-huh. But then tonight, after I watched Legion... You really don't care I about Iron Fist? I really don't care about Iron Fist. <laughs> like, to me, I was like... Like, they are so... Like, they are the tip of both ends of the scale of comic book television. I, yeah. I mean, that's not true. Yeah. I've seen worse comic book shows than Iron Fist, but, like, it, it was just ultimately mediocre. Yeah. And then Legion was so stellar that it just, it made Iron Fist look like, you know, it's it's like you go to a talent show and someone, like, says, you know, like, I can hula hoop. And then the next person, like you know, gives birth on stage to, like, a mammoth. (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so yesterday I uh, actually caught up on, uh, like, all the requisite uh, DC television programs, like The Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. And I caught up with uh, Legion, and then I uh, watched Iron Fist. 
Um, and, and so, of course, Iron Fist is, is part of the whole Marvel Netflix, like, you know, catalog, mm-hmm. uh, which includes Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. And they're all going to cross over into the Defenders and all that. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, of, of those, Iron Fist is definitely the least of them. Right. Yeah, you know, like like they all have their problems and and their issues. Uh, one of those is being that every single one of them is like seven episodes too long. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I think all those Marvel series would do so much better if they were just six episodes and yeah. done. Yeah. You know? Because uh, there are just so many episodes where like nothing happens, <laughs> right? And the biggest problem with Iron Fist is that nothing happens in the first six. Oh yeah. Whereas in the others, like all the good stuff happens in the first six. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This. I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, well, you know, I mean, quite possibly it gets <clears throat> it gets better and more interesting, but it does. It definitely did not hook me into wanting to see a second right. episode. I mean, the biggest failure of Iron Fist is Iron Fist. Like, he's just not... Like, he's not yeah. likable, he's not interesting, right. he's not charismatic. No, he's kind of anti-so. Yeah. And not, like, in a way where you're like, oh, he's going to come around and be, a, you know... Right. It's just more like, oh, he's kind of right off-putting. And, and, like, you know, you look at the actors who play, like, the other, you know, Marvel characters in, in that, you know, Netflix, you know, series stuff, and they all make an impression like one way or another sure yeah and the guy they got playing Danny Rand is just just a wet rag yeah they just <laughs> found him at a fish concert and gave him some money and... <laughs> yeah it was, he's very very unlikable yeah uh but that said Iron Fist is way better than Arrow has ever been no this is True. And, I did enjoy that more than I've and, enjoyed Arrow. And, yeah. and Legends of Tomorrow, for sure. And I've never seen yeah, it. I'd say it's on par with The Flash. Maybe I like The Flash a little more. I like the characters in The Flash a lot better. Yeah, yeah. They're more interesting and fun. Uh, but then, yeah, and then you have Legion, which is fucking mind-blowing. It was insane. Like, I'd heard people say that. And it still like surpassed my expectations. Right. Like, like it was crazy. Yeah. Like uh, it had such like it was funny. It was uh, unsettling. It was like visually insane. Oh, it is the most beautiful television show currently being made, other than Family Feud. Well, sure. Yeah. It's a given. Yeah. When those three X's appear, I'm like, that's that's movie magic on TV. And, and plus, we're not even talking about Steve Harvey's suits. Oh, don't get me started on the suits. <laughs> now, if Steve Harvey was playing Iron Fist, <laughs> that would be something. Or if they got him and uh, Louis Anderson to be Power Man and Iron Fist. <laughs> That would be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Legion was incredible. Yeah. I uh, certainly would never watch a second episode of Iron Fist while there's unwatched Legion episodes in the world. Right. Yeah, like yeah. that's impossible for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the good thing about 
Iron Fist is that you could technically watch every episode in like two days. Right. And then, you know, just savor Legion as they come out week by week. Oh, that's true. Although at this point there are like six episodes of Legion, so. You know. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably skip Iron Fist. And like, and that's coming from, like, I loved Power Man and Iron Fist when I was a kid. Right. It was one of my top, like, three favorite comics. But, uh, specifically Power Man and Iron Fist, not right. one or the other, right. but just those two together. But, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I like Iron Fist. You know, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I like Power Man and Iron Fist as a team. Uh, but, but I also like Iron Fist, you know, solo as well, especially like the, uh, Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker series that mm-hmm. came out in the, the mid two thousands. Uh, I thought did a lot for that character. Yeah. Right? And, uh, there has never been a more disappointing, you know, translation of, of comic <laughs> character to, Oh, I know you know, um, filmed adaptation, you know, since, you know, the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, since, since the whole like Marvel cinema revolution started, like, I can't think of a worse, Yeah, you know, he's kind of like the Val Kilmer Batman. Kind of, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just, I don't know. Man, hey, maybe you would like it. Listener. Give it a shot. People, I mean, it got terrible reviews before the show came out, but, you know, since it's now out, people are saying, well, it's not as bad as everybody made it out to be. And, and honestly, the best thing I can say about it is that it is a perfectly passable <laughs> action TV show. Right. It, it, but it's a good background thing while you're eating dinner or something. Yeah. Like, it, it never surpasses... Okay. Right. You know. <laughs> That's, it's not exactly high praise. No. Like, like, there are moments in it where you're like, man, that could really have been something. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've only seen one episode and I, I felt that way a couple yeah. times. So I was like, oh, that, that was just like phoned in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend The Legion. Oh, yeah, it was great. Everybody, every actor in there was, oh, yeah. Like, like, you know. Roles were uh, weird, but they also were not, um, like, you know, you could tell who was supposed to be the villain and who's supposed to be the hero, but they weren't just like, oh, it's the cheesy villain. Right. Like, the the villain was a little uneasy. He yeah. wasn't just, like, the somber, cruel guy. He was, like, a little uneasy and <clears throat> awkward, and I, I just liked everything about it. Uh, I think the, the only negative thing I could say about the pilot for Legion anyway is that they must have run out of some budget there towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the, the oh, tracking shot. Yeah. 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 It just got a little cheesy. Kind of video gamey there yeah. towards the end. But yeah. And, uh, I'll also say this about Legion. Uh, and, you know, I'm completely caught up with it, you know, uh, up to the sixth episode or whatever. And it's still great, you know. Uh, I will say there there are aspects of it that I don't like, uh, but at least they seem to be playing them down on the show a little bit. Okay. Because uh, cause my biggest fear, like especially like as that first episode ended, was uh, like, oh man, this is just going to turn into generic superhero TV show. Right. 
Because it got all actiony. And... Right, it got all actiony, but then you know everything's like, oh, you're the one, you're you're the yeah. key to the whole revolution. That yeah, fucking like, bullshit that yeah, I hate. We've seen anything. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but luckily, it it doesn't really seem to be. Maybe they just kind of had to do that to like try to hook people to watch more. Or Maybe something. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it does seem like it would be difficult to sustain right? what is currently happening in the show for, for an extended period of time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you kind of described it as like a Wes Anderson meets Stanley Kubrick or something. Yeah. I mean, that, that's with some Terry Gilliam thrown in there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was very expressive and, and, uh, like the same dude's name was multiple credits. Like he wrote it and created it and directed yeah, Noah it. Noah Holly. Yeah. Uh, he, What's he done before? Fargo. Oh, okay. The, the TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Which are also great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know when the show started, somebody asked Bill Sigovich if uh, like, he had any kind of input in the show. And he said, not really, but you know, he, he is actually credited. He is credited you know, as the co-creator of uh, Legion. Uh, with Chris Claremont, but uh, he he did say that like in in like later episodes of the season, like he actually did have some involvement. So oh wow, looking forward to seeing yeah. whatever that would be. Like if he storyboarded something, right. wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. He's he's some kind of awesome. Yeah, he is. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of some kind of awesome, yeah, I guess I should break a comic for a story. Oh, is it going to be awesome? Uh, God, I hope. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Is it our third wide angle comic in a row? It's not. Oh. I mean, I'm sure if I thought about it, I could probably figure one out. But uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Right. I, I can't. I can't offhand. So it's just going to be a regular sized comic. I can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you own these or. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think he read at least the first issue for sure. Okay. Uh, but the trade came out not too long ago, and I just got it with my last comic shipment, and I would like to read Snot Girl. Oh, yeah. Let's read Snot Girl. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, two image books in a row. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they make interesting looking comics. That they do. I think that's the thing with them, though, is... Is they're more like a facilitator for creators as opposed to like a company that requests a specific exactly. like yeah. kind of yeah. look or you know art. Yeah. <clears throat> At least in the last twenty years, for right. sure. Yeah, know? I mean, yeah, you can go back to the early days of Image and see. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah. but, but uh, they've definitely become, I would say, the most diverse publisher. Sure. You know? Yeah. Other than Sparkle Comics. Well, of course. Who publishes Adventure Man. Now, you wouldn't see Image doing the book like that. But yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Snot Girl. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Brian O'Malley and uh, Lisa Hung. Is that? Some, some, some Hung. I forget. I don't know. It just... might not be Lisa. It's I... Her last name's Hung. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I cannot visualize her name right now but yes brian lee o'malley for sure is the writer of that yeah. book uh, of scott pilgrim fame oh yeah you may have heard of that so uh yeah looking forward to it cool 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 all right 
we'll uh, talk to you next time. Then. Sounds good. good. Between conventions, probably. Most likely. Yeah. All right. All right. Good Bye. night, kids. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.